0: Was music from TV Pow. That was called I'm Working on It Right Now from their self titled. And before that, Blood Money with Rusolo um, from the album Axis of Blood. This has been the new music show. And uh, thanks for listening. And uh, Grey Matters will be up next. This is WCBN.
1: Hello and welcome to Gray Matters.
0: On your mark. Okay. Okay. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Gray Matters, the weekly media analysis current events program of opinion here on WCBN. Sometimes our nose is in the news, and we don't even recognize when our engineer is signaling us that the program has, in fact, begun. And uh, my name is Jim Dwyer, and senior partner on the program now joining me,
1: Dick Whaling. Hello, hello. Yeah, you never know when uh, the show begins down here. One of its many charms. But you always know when the show begins in the Middle East.
0: Well, you also know that the show will be allowed to go as far as it will go when America refuses to exert any pressure on its so-called allies.
1: Yeah, I think the, the notion region. that uh, Syria or uh, Iran have more influence over a guerrilla faction in uh, Lebanon, called Hezbollah, uh, compared to how America can influence Israel, is is a joke. I think the thing that's uh, almost poetic justice, and of course it's not poetic justice, it's a poetic tragedy, is the way that this whole area of the world has almost gone full circle now over the last 25 years. Let's remember that the United States went into Lebanon in the early 1980s to uh, essentially relieve uh, Israel of command. Uh, Reagan went in without much of a plan, but uh, the historical reports are that he told Begin, then Prime Minister Begin at the time, in no uncertain terms, One I guess I'm switching second. mics, uh, in no uncertain terms, um, to that, that, that the United States would take over. And uh, this, of course, led to the... Uh, actual growth of Hezbollah, as well as the, I mean, it wasn't really an organization, so to speak, uh, until that invasion of uh, Lebanon by Israel in 1982, and it's interesting that Afghanistan, then the Iran-Iraq war at the time, these areas just continued to fester, uh, and there is simply no uh, prospect to envision that the Bush administration's uh, vision, quote-unquote, of the region of uh, flourishing with democracy and peace is going to happen. Um, just uh, the, the, the uh, dynamics of each region has changed slightly, but of course the United States was in uh, supporting radical uh, fundamentalists in, in Afghanistan uh, in the early 80s. Uh, they were fomenting the Iran-Iraq war uh, with... Uh, in the early years, uh, siding with uh, Iraq, uh, both in terms of uh, logistical support and intelligence, they didn't want to see an Iranian victory. And this is what's interesting about the recent uh, Arab response to the Lebanese uh, situation. You essentially have America's nominal allies, Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and Jordan, uh, condemning Hezbollah. And then you have Iran and Syria, much more radical. Um, giving lip service to supporting uh, what they're doing. Um, But I think the notion that they are directing Hezbollah is is, uh, absurd. I think Hezbollah just took advantage of the situation that existed on the ground with respect to what Israel was doing in Gaza in response to Hamas.
0: Hezbollah, my reading of events is that Hezbollah took advantage of a major power's failure to step in and critique Israel for their... You know, out of measured response to the abduction of a couple of soldiers, um, nobody stepped in there to take that moral opportunity to uh, condemn the uh, approach that Israel was taking to the uh, return of the abducted soldiers. and Hezbollah took advantage of that. Now, whatever you think of the organization, the Americans know generally very little about these extremist uh, groups, Hezbollah is a political party. it's a sees itself as a resistance group. It's largely responsible for having driven Israel from the so-called buffer zone in southern uh, Lebanon. Um Israel's unlikely to win a long-term engagement against Hezbollah, whether there's, in fact, Syrian and or Iranian support or not. <clears throat> At some point in the program, I'd like to briefly consider the use of the increasingly bizarre term asymmetrical warfare, but... Uh, if the United States had stepped in and condemned Israel's response to you know, the abduction of the soldiers, the uh, incredibly out-of-proportion bombings in uh, Gaza, then Hezbollah would never have had this opportunity to make its own say. Well, okay, nobody's going to stick up for Palestinians. We'll abduct a couple of soldiers and force a negotiation um, on that basis. Uh, when the Israeli response to that was bombings, then the rocket fire began. Yeah, and of course, clearly, I'm certainly want to make. I'm not defending Hezbollah or articulating their position. I'm just suggesting that things didn't need to have happened the way they have.
1: Well, they didn't, and of course, at the time, Bush was uh, talking out of both sides of his mouth. I mean, his his response that quote, and I'm paraphrasing here because I thought it was amusing almost that Bush referred to Israel as a she. (laughs) Israel has the right to defend herself. Mm. But they should show restraint. This, of course, is a waffle position um, and and is an example of America's inability to articulate coherently and clearly what our real policy should be. Of course, when Israel speaks the language of the Bush administration, in which they couch all of their responses as a response to terrorism, that this is part of a war on terrorism. And that we're still talking in this absurd notion that we can have a war on a tactic. Uh, it, it's part of the problem. And of course, America is joined at the hip with Israel. And you could even see during this uh, G8 uh, fiasco uh, in in Saint Petersburg, in which you know the G8s talking points and what they were discussing was so irrelevant to what was actually going on in Lebanon, the notion that somehow Israel, by attacking the infrastructure of Lebanon, is somehow going to do something about the Hezbollah problem is mindless. I mean, unfortunately, this is a war in which uh, it's basically um, barbarians against lunatics, and um, (laughs) lunacy is, is part of the whole problem, the problem in the region. There's been a lot made of course of of uh, omar's um, <clears throat> the problem that he's a lawyer he's not experienced in these military matters he has to show the Israeli people that he's gonna be tough but I think that Putin oddly enough had it had his response was the best that this is basically disproportionate uh, a disproportionate response to a problem and You can't negotiate with Hezbollah. That is just simply not going to happen in terms of a coherent uh, um, deal. Um, This is being loosely discussed that uh, somehow uh, negotiations can now be entered into. But I think it's gone past that. And unfortunately, Israel will prevail militarily in this whole outfit. But it's like America in Baghdad and in Iraq. The military victory will be followed by political uh, chaos uh, politi- uh, political uncertainty and probably a further radicalization yeah, exactly. of the region
0: that's what i referred to, to or imply when i say that israel can't win that war with uh, with Hezbollah
1: and lebanon is just simply a, an incredibly weak government in fact it's very analogous to the palestinian authority and its in- inability to deal with hamas so these radical uh, groups that have taken over both um <coughs> Logistically on the ground, in terms of terrorist tactics, as well as through some um, facade of political support. I mean, Hezbollah is represented in the Lebanese parliament, just as Hamas is, and uh, the Bush administration was talking about democracy in the region. Well, they don't want to deal with who's winning these democratic elections, or who's doing better than they were previously. I mean, even in Egypt, uh, it's been noted that the Muslim Brotherhood, an organization that uh, Ayman al-Zawari is part of, uh, is uh, finished second in recent elections. So, uh, meanwhile, you know, the situation is, uh, it's just going to get worse before it'll get better, uh, until Israel decides that uh, it's... Basically fighting a losing political war, and while they may be uh, able to take out uh, missile, uh, missiles here and there, um, Israel has paid a price for its uh, bombing policy, uh, as we've res- as we've seen in response to the fact that uh, Hezbollah now seems to be in possession of missiles that have some sort of minor range of 25 to 30 miles. I doubt any of these exaggerated reports that Tel Aviv would somehow be vulnerable to these uh, missiles that are on the border. Um, but I expect this violence to go on for quite some time. And uh, at the end of the day, Israel will be back, uh, back to go uh, without collecting 200 and uh, going to jail, so to speak. Alas, uh, the American... Taxpayer will continue to subsidize uh, Israel to the tune of $3 billion a year, and uh, no progress in the region will be made until America makes a more forceful, coherent, uh, s- it develops a more coherent, forceful policy.
0: Yeah, and there's a number of things to say about that, but it's <clears throat> to look at language, political language here. Uh, Omar's saying that uh, he wants to drive the group from southern Lebanon, Hezbollah. Uh, they might just as well say uh, Shia Muslims because that's the connection the, that's being made there between uh, Iran and Hezbollah Is Hezbollah is an advocate of Shia Muslim concerns um, and you have the Israeli defense minister Amir Peretz saying quote, for those who live in the Hezbollah neighborhood in Beirut and feel protected the situation has changed well, what exactly does he mean the Hezbollah neighborhood Does this mean people who live in an area which has political representation from Hezbollah? In that case, you're bombing people dependent on who they voted for. Clearly, uh, civilians are the largest number of casualties here. And just to you know, the latest numbers are, excuse me, 196 dead in Lebanon, 24 in Israel.
1: That's four to one uh rate there pretty much so uh well it's even worse it's gone over uh, it's gone over 200 as of uh, today um because uh, obviously the the casualties are going to continue at this 9 to 10 to 1 ratio right. which is actually very typical of uh, previous uh incursions into the area and there just seems to be no real understanding by the American current American government about what needs to be done. Uh, It was unfortunate, for instance, that Newt Gingrich is rearing his ugly head on Meet the Press yesterday. We'll give him a brain damage award. He, of course, is saying that America is not being forceful enough, that the Third World War has just started.
0: Well, he might be right about that, but uh, more American force is... uh not going to make anything better. In fact, uh, it raises the question how far is Israel willing to go to secure and stabilize their version of peace? They refuse to uh, continue negotiations with Palestinians. I mean, they've bombed the infrastructure there as well. Um, you know, are they going to just kill them all?
1: Well, and the rocket attacks uh, that were launched from Gaza by Hamas were f- fairly ineffective things. It's interesting to compare this to what had happened earlier in the week uh, in uh, in Mumbai, Bombay, whatever, India. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, another big attack on an 11. Uh, we've talked about this before, 7s and 11s. Those are going to be the days that uh, Al-Qaeda and or their sympathizers uh, launch these things. Just look at the date of Madrid, London. Um, uh, America started the war in Afghanistan, by the way, on the 7th of October, 2001. So 7s and 11s are going to be magic numbers. Um, isn't that involved in a crap game? I don't know. <laughs> pretty scary, but look at the response, uh, the difference in response. India, um, knowing full well, uh, pretty much, that this these are uh, Muslim terrorists uh, that are probably connected to the Kashmir dispute, has not launched any reciprocal attacks on Pakistan. Of course, it's ratcheted up some rhetoric, but it's still trying to preserve some semblance of civility and negotiated uh, peace, and that uh, the victims, of course, are all innocent victims of terrorism. It's just that Israel's response to the fact that a total of three soldiers uh, have been kidnapped is, what, they've now lost 24 uh, of their own people. Um Hezbollah would not have attacked Israel if they had uh, not gone into Gaza the way they did. And the United States can't see this. Uh it's too busy and you know engaging in mythical things like President Bush's appearance last week where he tried to claim credit for the def- you know his economic policies are working because the deficit is uh What are the numbers here? The deficits, as as he's putting it, he announced a $296 billion uh, deficit as opposed to a $423 billion deficit, claiming that he's making progress. Well, this is baloney. This is the fourth largest deficit in American history. Uh, The president over forecast these uh, deficits six months ago so that he can now claim progress. And, of course, it explains why. Uh, and I'm just quoting from an article here by Cheryl uh, Gay Stolenberg, just very briefly on this issue of Bush and his public relations, uh, because this this was occurring, by the way, on uh, on the day of the um, attacks in uh, Mumbai. A poll released uh, last month by the Pew Center uh, Research Center found that just 33 percent of respondents approved of Mr. Bush's handling of the economy, while 54 percent disapproved. A June survey by the University of Michigan, uh, here at uh, the Survey Research Center, which tracks consumer confidence and government economic uh, policies, found that 39% said Mr. Bush was doing a poor job, while 13 said he was doing a good job. Um, this is uh, the man that's leading the free world, so to speak. He's just a complete idiot. Uh, he doesn't understand what's really going on in the world, for him to stage a press conference uh, to claim progress on the deficit and to claim that his economic policies are working is just preposterous. Well, no, it's a blip in the screen. It's one six-month period in which uh, corporate uh, taxation policies exceeded expectations because of unusually high pro- corporate profits last year. It's ridiculous.
0: Well, you mentioned a blip on the uh, landscape there. It's its remarkable with this particular administration how it just goes from inadequacy to failure to...
1: To a press conference.
0: <laughs> and it's just real. I mean, take, take this last week. I mean, there's so many things going wrong that it's really difficult to just isolate one of them and say, well, this is an area that, you know... It, it's getting to the point where people are uh, getting really scared and confused, increasingly confused about uh, you know, the likelihood of the upcoming elections in the fall
1: to actually, you know, cause anything to change. Um, well, just a couple of weeks ago, a classic example was his, uh, his trip to Graceland with Koizumi. Here we have the North Korean problem festering uh, basically on the front of the radar screen. That was the hot one that week. And Bush, of course, figured, "Oh well, we can... And, of course, America has no ability to respond to what North Korea um, was planning on doing at the time. And needless to say, the missile uh, didn't quite make it to uh, Seattle, as Newt Gingrich is trying to (laughs) claim on Meet the Press yesterday. It sort of fizzled in the... uh, Sea of Japan somewhere. I think it uh, probably kind of went up and then it kind of came down via gravity. Kind of like Newt's
0: career as a historical fiction writer.
1: Yeah, well, and so what's Bush's response? Oh, well, we'll we'll go to Graceland with Koizumi and create a day of entertainment for the American people in which Koizumi can be a karaoke uh, samurai master for (laughs) two minutes and 48 seconds. And we'll even bring out the Presley family to meet him there. This is classic showboat entertainment, and it's a classic distraction. And then, of course, later in the week, Bush had a press conference, quote unquote, in which most of the questions were about the missile um, at, uh, test, whatever you want to call it, by um, um, North Korea. And, of course, what's the inside the beltway discussion all about? It's about ratcheting up America's Star Wars capability where, of course, we've rigged half the tests that we've even attempted, and apparently half of those tests have failed. Um, these aren't the problems of the world, not ICBMs from the... Uh, McDonnell Douglas Corporation? Yeah, well, the Daffy Duck fan in, in, that, that runs North Korea. He is a completely crazy person, but uh, he has no ability to threaten America. He certainly has the ability to threaten South Korea, Hence, no ability to actually respond to what's going on. Now, what is needed now is, is this termination of this theory that the neoconservatives have, and it's really starting, I think it's time to start calling them neocon-kaboops, because that's what they are. They're really just nincompoops that have this theory that if America just Acts like Israel, it will somehow solve these problems uh, in the Middle East. Now it's time to get back to serious negotiations directly with uh, Iran, with Syria, with the actual principal players in the in the issues at hand, and with the de- right. fan of Daffy Duck in North Korea, if need be. Uh, but uh, f- farming out the uh, this, the uh, negotiations to third parties that. We now are having some professional diplomats complaining about this reality. Um, One analyst put it quite well. I mean, as as bad as Syria is, the peace brokered between Israel and Syria back in the 70s has, by and large, lasted. And to try and spin the Middle East into this uh, good and evil thing um, really is is, is pretty ludicrous. But uh, it's the way Bush handles politics, it's the way he sees the world, and unfortunately for the world, uh, it's not a safer place. It's interesting that just last week, by the way, the um, um, Congressional Budget Office noted that the total cost of the war in Iraq is now up to $291 billion, and we even have uh, General George Casey, uh, the man who, by the way, apparently is going to make the decision about when to begin drawing down troops in Iraq, claiming that, uh, you know, just last week in a press conference that the sectarian violence uh, has increased significantly in recent weeks, and there, it might be time to move more U.S. forces into the capital.
0: Where are they going to come from? Who knows?
1: Well, hopefully they can come from maybe a petting zoo in Indiana. They're supposedly on a uh, a list of possible terrorist. Oh targets, right, so. right. Good, great, gracious.
0: Well, that's the uh, national security state as it currently exists.
1: Well, we've documented how the Department of Homeland Security is turning out to be one of these money-grubbing uh, organizations that's just a cash cow for uh, political uh, psychophants that uh, work for the Bush administration. Well, oh, yeah,
0: exactly. Some of the architects and engineers of the debacle in Iraq are not only heavily collected to the Likud party in Israel, but to military contractors, both here and there, and uh, tidy profits, of course, being made uh, across the board for those, well... Connected.
1: And incidentally, by the way, the cost of invading Iraq passed the two hundred billion dollar mark um, about uh, fourteen months ago. So that gives you an idea of what it's costing us. It's it's basically costing America about a hundred billion dollars every fifteen months to stay in Iraq. Stay the course, baby. Uh, it's incredible.
0: Speaking of incredible, I'll just mention a couple of media things here. First of all, uh, Alex Sergey, our uh, chief engineer down here and engineering the program today, wants me to remind listeners that Gray Matters is now available as a podcast on iTunes. Uh, open iTunes, search Gray Matters, and there you go. Uh, it's as easy as that. But also, on a more bizarre note, uh, whilst looking at a uh, local newsstand this afternoon, I found a new magazine called Proud American. And on the cover of this, if you should see it on the newsstand, uh, it was tempting to buy it, but I, you know, ultimately figured that would be a waste of my money. Uh, but I wish I had it here in front of me to point out a few things. The cover was one of uh, America's boys uh, dressed in full uh, combat street combat gear, handing out candy to the children in. Baghdad and in the upper corner just to make it clear where the magazine stands on supporting our troops on the upper right hand corner of the magazine was a yellow ribbon saying support our troops and this this proud American magazine listed great things about America it listed great American sites like the Statue of Liberty and the Grand Canyon and um, it was filled with all sorts of just bizarre little feel-good stuff for Americans who are confused by the news and scared by the news and want to believe and trust their president um, when so much of reality seems to fly in the face of that uh, blind acceptance. So uh, Proud American Magazine is a magazine I predict will have a very short run.
1: Well, at least in Ann Arbor, I'm sure <laughs> it'll do quite well. uh Uh, Maybe, uh, well, um, the people who believe that kind of stuff don't even read magazines. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Their reading level is at a sixth grade level, or uh, having watched an old uh, cult movie last night on TCM, Baby Doll, she quit school in the fourth grade, (laughs) had problems with long division. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, That's a movie with a bunch of people with problems. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) But they're... In those red states that loyally support the president where, uh, gee, teen teen pregnancy is much higher, and so is the divorce rate. They really uh, really have those moral values, and of course, it's interesting when you look at the distribution of money regarding homeland security, there are some red states that just sort of leap out at you, Uh, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Indiana, well... Wisconsin is a swing state, but it's sort of strange that Indiana uh, gets so much money uh, from the Department of Homeland Security for... I mean, they, they could use the money to clean up Gary, yeah. but... Gary, Indiana probably... But what targets
0: are there in Indiana relative to, uh, you know, New York,
1: Detroit? I mean, Gary would probably do us a, a favor. <laughs> Notwithstanding uh, the Music Man, the musical, but yeah, it's... it's uh, it's just uh, incredible. It's just been an incredible week, you know, when you look well, at the the kind of the cycle of news and, you know, what's Bush doing? Well, he's in Germany partying with Prime Minister Merkel. And, of course,
0: <coughs> William Haynes, the uh, Pentagon's general counsel, oh, yeah. has been uh, uh, proposed by Bush for, where is the position, the uh, United States Court of Appeals for the Fourth Circuit uh based in uh, Richmond, Virginia, a a court, I'm reading here from a New York Times editorial, even they've come out uh, strongly against this, a court that has heard some of the most important cases about the constitutional limits on the war on terror. This guy is one of the architects of the Abu Ghraib torture policy. Um, This guy doesn't belong on a court. He's certainly not uh, an impartial well, maybe she's a partisan hack.
1: Yeah, maybe Ann Coulter uh, can, can be put on the court. I think she sure. edited the Michigan Law Review for a while, and she's apparently in some hot water regarding plagiarism. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, they're investigating her. Uh, what I I think the copyright has run out on Mein Kampf, hasn't it? Well, she doesn't seem to have a problem. She doesn't seem to quote from Mein Kampf. She seems to have a Goebbels is more her type. Yeah. Guess, well, yeah. she's got this uh, very interesting uh, ability to quote from certain newspaper articles, apparently, uh, and and or political figures without attributing them as she puts them in her columns. But uh-huh. more on the Ann Coulter investigation. Uh, In future shows, Uh, this is another interesting little item that I don't know if you saw this, but it says that the State Department, this was announced last week, is recovering from a large-scale computer break-in worldwide over the past several weeks that appeared to be directed at its headquarters and at offices dealing with Asia. And it goes into uh, details. They're still investigating this, but apparently there have been all sorts of break-ins to the State Department's uh, Documents and uh, maybe they found the uh, credit cards that are used by our diplomats. are <laughs> racking up um, bills uh, for Katusha rockets with Iran put on State Department credit cards. Who knows? <laughs> Hopefully, Oliver North is far, far removed from the process. Hopefully, Oliver North is uh, investigating this this matter and uh, can come up with a, a deal to secretly sell arms to Iran. Uh, to woo the moderates. Well, the
0: the story on that one, the ultimate uh, comedy version of Iran Contra, has yet to be. We got to sit down and do that one. Of yeah. the times. Of Bible and a cake. Gonna go convert the Ayatollah. Looks like we are about out of time. I'll have to talk next week. Uh, in the light of recent events, I've read the uh, John Mersheimer, Stephen Walt mm-hmm. piece about the uh, Israeli lobby. I, it's available online. I urge uh, listeners to check that out. It's real eye-opener in light of recent events and uh, following the Israeli lead. Also, Yojimbo is showing tomorrow night at 7 p.m. at the Michigan Theater. Great film by Akira Kurosawa with the uh, itchy, scratchy uh, samurai played by Toshirô Mifune. So allow yourself a little bit of uh, distraction in this uh, crazy and disturbing world.
1: And take advantage of Art Fair. I'm a fan of it, and we thank Alex Sergey for engineering this evening. Do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling is coming up next right here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Captain, I've never seen fog quite this thick before. I mate. And it'd be showing no signs of letting up. We'd best be getting a radio bearing and see where we are. Mr. Navigator, triangulate a radio plot immediately. Yes, sir. I'll I'll just turn this on. Let's see.